0: Welcome back to episode 124 of the Fast Break. I'm here with Nick today because uh, Ben was unavailable. So we're going to start with uh, the first episode this week will be the NBA recap. And the biggest story, in my opinion, would be the Los Angeles Lakers, who are currently 37 and 28 and 6th in the Western Conference in a semi-close race with the Mavericks and Trailblazers. Damian Lillard hasn't looked great as of recently, at least the games I've watched. Um, and just talking about the Mavericks briefly, I believe Luka Doncic has like 15 technical fouls. I think it's like 16 or 20 you get, uh, you have to miss a game. So I, I heard that on one of the broadcasts. So that could potentially come up. But Lakers wise, I think uh, uh, Anthony Davis came back maybe two weeks ago, a week and a half. He seemed kind of slow, but they have about three weeks left to still get into game shape. And LeBron is back. He said he probably is not going to be 100 percent, but they've looked okay. I mean, they actually won a decent amount of games while they were both out, Um, really with defense, I I think. Uh, But do you think that they are still the best team in the West? Actually, I don't know if they ever were. I don't remember your takes. But do you think they're the best team in the West? And if not, who do you have coming out of the West?
1: Um, at this very moment, if I had to decide right now, I don't think they're the best team in the West, just because, like, you can just see from the past couple of weeks, LeBron and AD have been a little rusty coming off their injuries. Um, LeBron, I mean, AD had a big game against the Nuggets the other day, though. They got that win. But um, I think that in three weeks in the playoffs, start the way back to their peak form. I don't know if they'd be the best team, but I think they'd be more in contention than they look right now, because they looked not great, I would say, in the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, for sure. And their center rotation is also a bit of a mess. Andre Drummond and is kind of taking that right now. Marcus Gasol is also kind of on the bench. But last year with um, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, like I actually, I mean, AD will probably play the five mostly in the playoffs, but Andre Drummond does not look that good uh, just from what I've seen. But matchup wise, the whole I, we're going to talk about the play in tournament later this week but if the lakers actually fall to the seventh spot they'd probably be playing or they're definitely going to be playing the jazz or the suns versus actually missing it and having to play the nuggets with the clippers so i think that's like an interesting thing there where it wouldn't be like they're tanking i don't think lebron necessarily wants to play in the play and he's he said whoever came up with it should get fired or whatever that was the quote but uh, do you think that he it might be an actual better matchup for them to play the Jazz or the Suns?
1: I think it would be better for them to play the Jazz or the Suns, but I don't think that they want to get in the play-in. I agree. So I think that they'd rather play the Nuggets or Clippers in the first round than have to play in an extra two or three games.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to have a Clippers-Lakers first-round matchup. Of course, last year that was expected to be the Western Conference Finals, but it yeah. did end up being the Nuggets uh, – but they obviously do not have Jamal Murray anymore still holding on there though. Speaking of which the Clippers and the Nuggets are in a bit of a playoff race there. DeMarcus Cousins signs uh, with the Clippers for the rest of the season. He um, has not, I mean, he's not as good as he used to be, but I'm trying to pull up his stats now. I don't know exactly what he's been doing. I don't know if he's even been starting. It looks like he's at about 10 points per game. Uh, he started, he hasn't started a game yet. So it yeah. uh, seems like he might have more of a bench role there. Uh, so what do you think Clippers wise, what their outlook is?
1: Um, the Clippers, I think, I thought that they were going to be a top two seed um, coming in the playoffs. Um, but I think that the acquisitions they made in the off season, um, I kind of made fun of them for kind of what they did. They didn't really add anything, but I think that they kind of changed their mentality. Paul George is kind of under the radar, played somewhat amazing yeah, this season. He yeah. shot the ball very well. So I think that I think that they're in a good place right now. I still don't have a ton of confidence in them just because of what happened last offseason, but I think that they have better chances than I would have said they did last year.
0: Right. Well, a lot of their, like, the talk of them last year was their chemistry issues, but they lost Montrezl Harrell. Um, who I didn't mention is playing for the Lakers in that center rotation, and they lost Rajon Rondo, and those are the two players that were probably, in my opinion, causing a lot of the chemistry issues. Obviously, those aren't very quiet players. Williams,
1: You said Rajon Rondo. Oh,
0: Lou Williams. Um, yeah. They also do not have Rajon Rondo still, do they?
1: I, have, I know he was dealing with something. He played a couple of games.
0: I thought, I could have sworn he was playing for someone else, um, but here you can look that up
1: but on the Clippers now okay
0: well I don't oh then I was I don't know what I was thinking anyways uh the other half of that race with the the Clippers is with the Nuggets who went have had an eight and one uh winning streak without Jamal Murray which no one really expected I mean last year's playoffs they won that first round series largely due to Jamal Murray he had several 50 point games just incredible games but Michael Porter Jr. seemed to pick it up. He's playing really good. Obviously, is really just giving them scoring. It's not like he's um, an all-around leader yet. He's still only in his second or third year. But I think that they might actually have a chance, depending on what their matchup is, because I think they could easily, not easily, but I think they definitely can win against the Mavericks or Trailblazers, or even if a team like the Grizzlies or someone gets into a seven spot like that. But against the Lakers, that could be a tougher matchup, but no one really expected them to play this well with Jamal Murray uh, having his injury.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's – I think it's a lot of credit to Nicole Jokic. Who's, I thought – like, and you could kind of see in the game against the Lakers that they had, they – I thought they would just lose kind of like, Jamal Murray was known as, like, their kind of, like, alpha dog, if that makes sense, like, their yeah. leader in the locker room. And so they – I thought they missed, like, a go-to score in the clutch kind of. And you could see that in some close games, which, again, they're one loss to the Lakers – But, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. has just been playing out of his mind. Just shooting the heck out of the ball. like playing all around the rim, kind of making up for some of the things he was criticized for earlier in the season. So, if they can keep this up, I think that they have very good chances of going far in the playoffs.
0: All right. Finishing up in the Western Conference, my Utah Jazz have been missing Donovan Mitchell as well as Gobert and Conley for a couple of games. This is not a good segment for them. They've they've, uh, lost a couple games since – our last episode. They did have a great win against the Kings that I wanted to mention, won by 50 points, but the Suns are playing really well, so you can talk about them if you want to, but uh, do you think that uh, the Jazz are one game up right now, but do you think they'll
1: finish as the one seed? If you had asked me me this two nights ago, I would have said no, but now I'm going to say yes just because the Suns dropped that game to the Hawks, and now that there's a one-game lead and Donovan Mitchell and everyone else are starting to get a little more healthy and starting to work their way back in the rotation. I say that they're going to hold on to the one seed. But in the playoffs, I think that the Suns would go farther just because of the Chris Paul mentality that's come on to the Suns. Um, and like I said in our debate episode about Rudy Gobert, I just don't believe that the Jazz can make it far into the playoffs right now. Um, they could very likely prove me wrong this offseason or this, post season, blah, this playoff season. But I think they're going to hold on to one seed.
0: Yeah, the Suns also have a slightly harder schedule. They have to play the Lakers, Blazers, Knicks, and Warriors. Knicks and Warriors and Blazers are all going to be fighting for positions, so those are not going to be easy games. And then uh, the Jazz have to get to play, the Rockets, Thunder, Kings, so those should all be easy wins. I do think we'll finish with the one seed. I'm not sure which team I'm scared about the most, who would get the eight seed. It'd probably be – if the Trailblazers or Mavericks, them for sure. But other than that, I would say the Warriors, just because we don't know what Steph Curry can do in the playoffs, obviously uh, missing last year. So moving on to the Eastern Conference now, the biggest story is a team in the 10 seed that we would never be talking about if it was not due to the, play, uh, the play-in tournament, which is really uh, – I mean, the, the Wizards would probably be tanking if not for this opportunity to make the playoffs. And Russell Westbrook has really turned it on – He's had several triple-doubles in the last week. Really a crazy streak. And he's, I think, averaging a triple-double on the season right now. Yeah. So it's it's really incredible what he's done. Uh, obviously, was an all-star last year, all-NBA last year. Even what we remember from last season was probably how terrible he was in the playoffs with the Rockets. I mean, he, it, it seemed like everyone was treating like he'd completely fallen off. And it seems like he still has potential to be – maybe have another all-star in his career even
1: yeah I read a thing the other day that said he could not score not get another rebound and not get another assist for the rest of the season and still average a triple double yeah so like I feel like him getting all these triple doubles is kind of undervalued how hard it is because he's done it like four seasons in a row now right but I think like he's really been the difference in their like resurgence kind of in the east they were inconsistent and they went up they're going on a long streak right now of consistently winning and it's all I think been credit to Russell Westbrook able to play very well um and Bradley Beal also has become a lot more efficient uh 50 40 90 season this year so far um so I think that if they are able to get to the 10 seed it's a lot the seven is not gonna be happy because this is two all-stars who are playing at a very high level right now
0: Right. And I mean, there's teams that have seasons where no player on their team has a triple double the whole year. And it's kind of underappreciated what uh, Russell Westbrook is doing here. Now at the top of the Eastern Conference, there's a little bit of a race there, although I think the Bucs are going to have the three seed, in my opinion. The Nets lost three in a row, though. I thought they were going to have the one seed. So it's I think those top three teams have a bit of an interesting uh, race. But just on the Nets side specifically. Harden's been out for a little, and there were a lot of games where only one player on their team or one star was playing, and Harden, for a big stretch of that season, was playing really well. Kevin Durant has only played 26 games this season. I think there was a stat that last year, you know, the Clippers, their big issue was chemistry, and people were saying that Paul George and Kawhi hadn't played together enough. I think they played seven times more minutes than the Nets uh, trio has played together this year. So, I don't know if people really consider this as a chemistry issue, just based on how dominant dominant they've been, even with only one or two of their players. But uh, they've recently become the odds on title favorite. We kind of talked about this last episode, talking about all our last week, talking about all the title odds. But we already talked about whether the you think the Lakers are the best team in the West. Do you think the Nets are the best team in the East?
1: If, if I thought that they would all be playing in the playoffs, yes but I just don't trust that they'll have all three of their guys. And I think they need all three to beat Milwaukee or Philly. um, Mm -hmm. um, KD and James Harden are just inconsistent as far as injuries, and Kyrie can just leave the face of the planet whenever he wants to for 10 to 12 days. So if if they're able to have all three guys, I think they would be the favorite, but they just haven't proven that they can do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've all missed a lot of games and uh, kind of foreshadowing for our upcoming uh, All-NBA predictions – it's interesting with some of these players that just haven't played a lot of games, whether you um, give them these awards. I mean, with Kevin Durant playing 26 games, even if most people consider him a top three player in the league, he just really hasn't played that much. Uh, same with James Harden. You even have to consider uh, that time with the Rockets, the first three weeks of that season where he really didn't play that well. So I think all of these players have had individual storylines and they're, they're going to have to come together because this 76ers team is no joke. I think they will end up on the, with the 1 seed. They've been on a streak here. Uh they they lost four in a row and then won 6 in a row. So it seems like they've had their ups and downs. Joel Joel Embiid I do think will be the runner up for MVP. I do think this is Jokic's award at this point, but there there there's a lot of it's more than it's more than just Nets are going to win the East. There's a lot more of a conversation there.
1: Yeah, and just like Joel Embiid would score 45 points a game against them. Like, right. it's, I just don't see them being able to stop Giannis either or Joel Embiid, so they'd have to match their scoring, and with only two of their guys, they just couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons is a great defender, so if he yeah. can stop one of the three, and the Nets don't really have yeah. a big to – I mean, Joel Embiid scoring in the post, so yeah. unless they have KD on him, which still isn't a great matchup, uh, and, I mean, obviously the – Uh, 76ers have a way better defense, even with like Matisse Stiple, who's a really good defender. So a lot of options there. All right, so a couple of uh, just remaining little things around the league. John Wall out for the rest of the season. Looks like a hamstring strain. I wasn't even really aware of this, but I heard it on one of the podcasts I was listening to. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a big deal. I think uh, it was even mentioned that it's something that he probably could have come back with. But considering they have literally the worst record of the entire league, doesn't look like they're going to be trying to win any games right now. Bit of a race for who can win the lottery. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of teams that weren't probably planning on tanking, but now are moving into it. I think the Thunder were the only team really trying to tank, but obviously the Timberwolves just didn't work out, along with you know Rockets, Cavs, Pistons, Magic, etc. So, it'll be an interesting who can. Uh, win the lottery because a lot of star potential in this draft class.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'll reiterate what I said last time. The way that the Houston front office handled James Harden is the worst front office handling of any trade situation in NBA history. I'm just it frustrates me. And John Wall, I've never really liked him as a player. And like it's uh, yeah he can my guess is this is like really like a two or three week injury in there, society, and they're deciding to sit him I agree. Yeah.
0: Uh, especially with them losing Victor Oladipo along the way too like their biggest player they returned from the James Harden overall was Kelly Olenek I mean yeah. he had 27 the other night but we're, we're talking about I mean I, no return other than the picks that all they have is seven Nets picks and if the Nets are as good as they've looked they're going to be nothing so I mean the first James Harden trade was from uh, leaving Oklahoma City was treated as a terrible one but this one definitely seems worse and yeah. I, it, it's not just the Rockets tanking or, or sitting out players. I mean, the Thunder are, are we're sitting out Lou Dort. Al Horford's not even playing games anymore. Shea's been out for a while. So yeah, yeah I mean, a lot of tanking. Last note, Eastern Conference. Nate Bjurkren, the. Uh, there was a Woj tweet saying that he was abrasive and controlling, and this was just something out of the blue. Like it, it, it wasn't something that was on anyone's radar. The Pacers are always just kind of unmemorable team, and kind of always been, I don't know, six to ten range. And all of a sudden, there's just this report that he probably won't be back next season because the players don't like him. So we'll see if the Pacers can have another reset. I don't know if you see their outlook uh, being that great. I mean, they have some solid players. Um, But I don't know if they can really – if it's going to be that easy of a path to get into any
1: form of title contention. Yeah, the thing with the Pacers is they've always had a great surrounding cast team, but they've never just had that one star that can just take you to the next level. So hopefully in this offseason they can get a new coach, they can get some more assets, and they can try and become a contender.
0: I mean, the last guy was probably Paul George or even Victor Oladipo for a little. But the past couple years they just really haven't had anyone. All right. Well, that's all I have. Do you have any other thoughts?
1: Um, no, just the Miller ball return and he has been just amazing. Right. He is um, with all the full court, full court passes and all that, but other than that, no. That's
0: right. I forgot to mention that. He's definitely had several highlight plays. I mean, his highlight leader, Miles Bridges, is also out 10 to 14 days with his COVID protocols. I don't think he has it. I think he was just in contact. League did go a couple weeks there, I think, with no cases, but. Couple more have trickled in. So, yep. looks like that's all we have today, and we'll see you tomorrow.